Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. Today we're talking with Pedro, Joe, and Randy of the soulful, bluesy rock and roll band Bruised Rhino. These gentlemen have been at it for quite some time and share some wonderful insight into their approach to music. This episode includes a live corkboard session performance of their original song, Get Paid. But first, let's listen to their song, See the Light.
give him one of these, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're here hanging out with uh, Joe, Randy, and Pedro. Why don't you guys tell us what you guys do in the band and let our audience know who you are. All right, I'm Joe. I'm the old man. <laughs> yeah, he's our token old dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just keep him around. You got to have the token old uh, dude. Joe plays the harmonica, man, and I'll tell you what, he sings vocals for us, and uh, um, uh, it's without it, he's, it's yeah. blues rhino. I mean, Basically, that, that yeah. Harmonica <laughs> if, if without the so harmonica good. sound, there is no so blues good. rhino. Like if, if It's just rhino? Yeah, yeah, it would, it would, it, like we would have to fold the band. Like, no, like, no, the, like no, he was, no, no. he is like the primary differentiator. Like, you don't, you don't hear like such. Nice. Well, I got you covered. <laughs> so that was you singing, Joe? No, that was me. Yeah, oh, that was Pedro on that oh, song. Pedro, yes, well, that was well done. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate absolutely. That. Uh, Pe- Pedro and uh, and uh, Randy, do you guys want to introduce yourself to the audience? I don't feel like you guys got a chance there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Randy. Uh, I, I play uh, mandolin, uh, guitar occasionally, uh, sing on occasion. Well, I mean, we kind of everything kind of goes back and forth. Most everyone, you know, depends on who's singing what song. And, uh, um, so yeah, that's me. Awesome, Pedro. And I'm Pedro. Um, well, I play the Primarily the acoustic guitar, and um, you know, sing primarily uh, just out of hey, because out, out of necessity. <laughs> well, our audience should be familiar with Pedro. Uh, Pedro has actually been on the show before, yeah. with, right? With yeah, with band. Chris. Yeah. yeah, Pedro's got talent falling out all over the place. I don't know Probably. about that. Well, it was funny. <laughs> In fact, he wrote that song. Yes, he did. You wrote that song. Yeah, that was that was very that's well a, done. That's my jamming. Well done. I, that song is so jamming, man. When that's I great. When, yeah, well, yeah, when I hear that song, it makes me just instantly feel happy. Yeah, like right. I, you see the light. Yeah, you see, and you guys Bingo. made a reference to our lights. We've got lights set up in our studio. For those right. of you watching, it's pretty apparent. <laughs> but if you're listening in, we've got these blinding lights. Uh, there's a ring light. There's a couple stage lights, and we we flipped them on to get ready for the show. And these guys were like, "Oh, the light!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That 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 uh that track was recorded prim- mostly live. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to get you guys that MP3 in, and we were like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to do? <laughs> where, where was that at? That mm-hmm. was at our uh, – Dusty, who's actually our uh, our drummer. And sound but, engineer. And a sound engineer, and he had to um, actually play bass on that one and then had to come back and, and then put the drums in there. Um, Which this really was in his house. He has a studio, and uh, we did it at his house. Well, makeshift studio. Kind of took over his living room. Yeah, so well, we're, that, yeah. you know, <laughs> with, with more time and, you know, we're going to, you know, come up with a, you know, a different version of that and a couple other songs that we're working on. But, you know, that's that's in the in the works. We kind of recently have kind of getting more serious about getting all that stuff. Did last year throw everything off kilt for you guys like everybody else? Yeah. To a degree. Uh, but we, we, we have played, played, pretty solid we have played so much this past last year. Because there were bookings available, and the people were wouldn't show for gigs, and I keep tabs of what's going on. And hey, I saw where your band crapped out. Can we come play tonight? Sure, come on, <laughs> hey, John, guys, John come on. We gotta be here at five o'clock. Yeah, I, mean, you know. I think we played uh, twelve times in eight weeks. It was uh, it was oh, man, wow. that's yeah. a lot of jams. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, Pedro, you must be so busy. We yeah. <laughs> Do you have a job? <laughs> Music. Yes, <laughs> but this this helps though. I, I mean, you know, we make some money doing this, and it, 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 believe it or not, it 
it supplements the income. That's mm-hmm. gotta that's gotta feel good to like be able to say, yeah, we we can do this, and it's and we're in it for the passion, but we also make a little bit of change. You know, we oh, make yeah. a little bit of money. Well, for sure. Now, yeah, I quit oh, yeah. doing it for the money a long time ago. Yeah, Joe, Joe has a long history of being a you know professional musician. I He's played been professionally do- for a long time, and I and it was it was a job. Were you touring? It's a job. Yes. Yeah, were, were you were touring? Yeah, I've done a little bit. I played two national bands down there. Oh, really? Which which you one? Wanna, can you we call it? Seventeen. I played with the Swinging Medallions. Okay. Oh, and I spent I, four years doing Pilgrim's Quartet. No, uh, Pilgrim's Quartet, gospel music. Gospel made more oh, money nice. playing gospel music than anything else. I, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. That's <laughs> uh, true. I, I loved it, but but we were very good, at, and these guys had albums out. They they did a lot of shows at the Opry. Nice. Oh wow! So oh, I, I got cool. to tour with them, and that was awesome. Uh, it, it's invaluable. Like yeah, he's. I mean, it yeah. is just. Uh, I'm sure all that experience helps make you better as a band. Yeah, he tells us when we're, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys, he, because he's a drummer. He's not really a, like, he we, he plays harmonica better than any other harmonica player that I know of. I don't know of any other. It, it feels like harmonica is a dying like. Uh, a dying art. Yeah, like, you right. don't see or hear a lot of it anymore. You really don't. Well, we're trying to fix it. Yeah. yeah, I tried when I was younger to play. I, I had no idea. I, I was just spitting in the holes. And <laughs> that. I do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what life's all about, isn't it? Just spitting in the oh holes. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope the wind's going in your direction. That's right. <laughs> I'm curious about your guys' uh, the, the group name, the band name, Bruise Brown. <laughs> oh, excellent. How? Uh, well. Um, Tell like, the what's whole our story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, well, you no, can say whatever yeah, you want. You can oh, curse. Yeah. You can say you bad words. Well, uh, Tell the story, Randy. We got please. the parental advisory label for shows that get raunchy. Yeah, so. we do. <laughs> Let's just, you know, try trying to be conscious of everything. Bad, you know, we've uh, been out. Uh, uh, wife and I went out and saw Dead play out in, in Colorado. We we like going out to Folsom for their usually their tour closer, and uh, it's great for Dead. So you know, it's, we go out to Colorado and we throw down. We have a great old time. Honestly, we've been up for days at this point, partying. And <clears throat> my wife was trying to relay a story about some strip club we had uh, wandered by on our way to a Grateful Dead show called, uh, <laughs> the called the Spearmint Rhino. However, she couldn't remember the name, and it was, you know, it was, it was the, it was the, uh, the, the, the bruised rhino or something. And man, we all just started dying laughing. <laughs> and so, bruised rhino just kind of became this like inside joke and. Then I came back and I was telling the guys the story and Bruce Rhino and someone said, "Man, it's a great band name." And boom, that was that was know, it. I think nice. I think we started hanging out with Joe within like a week or so of, of that whole incident and and that was kind of the birth <laughs> yeah. of the band. I mean, Pedro, when you heard that name, Bruce Rhino, Joe, did that did that speak to you? Did that draw you in? Something like that, yes. <laughs> 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 no, actually, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It is a cool name. I, mean, I, I like really the name, cool name, and then you know. I guess when you start, you listen to it and you just oh, that's a cool name. And then you start thinking about it, and it does fit us yeah. because we are very like loose. <laughs> like if you want to define a band that, as a loose, that's a great way to put it. Like you know. the yin and yang, we could be good, you know, in our looseness, you know, ragged but right, you know, that kind of thing, you know, that that type of feeling. So that I think we're that name really, really em- em- 
encompasses us well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it a lot. We're willing to experiment. You know, put it that <laughs> way. Yeah, we're, we're not afraid to make mistakes, that's yeah. for sure. That's, well, uh, I mean, you you can't be as an artist, or else you're never going to make anything. If you're scared to 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 fuck up, yeah, you know, definitely, you, you're always going to just we fuck up a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll be blunt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we like call it reaching for the stars. But we, uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we we hit it out of the park generally on the way. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah then uh, you know, sometimes we have magical moments. You know, yeah. that's, talk uh, about a magical moment you've had on stage. Yeah, let's like where it. were you playing? Like what what happened? I'd love to hear a, a good. Yeah, you, you, you go first. Mm, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's Joe, you can the first that. time it struck me was when we were we were doing a Friday night, and it was at Izzy's in Shelby, and the band, all, for some reason, the sound and everything just kind of all at once clicked. It coalesces, yeah. And yeah. Man, when it that did, moment. and we were jamming, we 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 went off on a tangent for about five minutes. And it was just awesome. Everybody was in the zone. Yeah. Everybody yeah, was there. And it was so good. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's the thing. It's it just sweet. See, for me, guys. that's what that's what music is right there. That that's the moment. All, all the other stuff is it's just every song you're trying to hit that beat where you've just you've lost it. Whether you go off on a tangent or you're playing the same you know, what it's supposed right. to be, you're there. Everyone in the band is you're talking to each other, you are totally in sync. You're that that was um, Soul Rebel at uh, Sweet Outlets. Yeah, yeah, that was that a good night. Oh my God, dude! We, I mean, that was, we played Soul Rebel and everything was just clicking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it was so spot on. I mean, the whole crowd was into it. I mean, you know, you could see it in the crowd. They were paying attention. They were there. Yeah, good show. I love good. going to shows like that. I've been to shows like that where. You know, the, the band is just everyone's in sync in that zone, and they and it's it's almost like they're putting off an energy yeah. that you can't help but accept and and be a part of if you're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that that's one thing they could say about us. We have fun. You know, like we're we're having a good time, and you were, and that we try to transmit that. I mean, we do it naturally. Like it's just because we're just hanging out and playing music. The audience just happens to be there. Yeah, that's just what it is. <laughs> well, and again, this is where my whole deadheaded comes in and for me an audience is a vital part He's, of the entire let, he, he starts yeah. talking hippie shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but so you know, true it's true I man most of the venues really that you play local <laughs> yeah. are restaurants that have a stage or an area or whatever and when you're playing in a restaurant and people are moving tables back and getting up and dancing then you know you got it yeah and that energy is. feeds to the band which of course feeds yeah. right back to the yes. people and you get this great feedback loop and yes. everything you know so yeah it's hippie shit but hey, it, ain't well, look, I, it ain't wrong as you know uh, what I mean I, I guess I would be our resident hippie because I'm I, I end up I try to find a way to crowbar that into just about every episode talking about the energy give, yeah. give, give yeah. and take so, so I, I'm right there with you man speaking of energy Michael uh, I, I actually you guys are going to have to excuse me man I, uh, I didn't get the chance to eat before I came out here to do the show I'm just going to have a quick banana I brought a banana for everybody so just take a banana pass it down bananas bananas are weird what's the right way to eat a banana like I, I like bananas, but I don't want to eat bananas in front of people. Yeah, like how? I, like how? How do you eat a banana in front of people? Like I, I feel like can breaking you get, it off is probably break, the, breaking the it best off way like to do like it. a man, right? Yeah. Oh man. 
It's well, good. Thank, thank you for the banana, Cody. Yeah. Thanks for the oh, snack. Oh, absolutely. This, uh, nice. this episode's Great. brought to you by Dole. Eat a, ba- <laughs> Eat a banana. I think we're going to get a sponsorship <laughs> now. Yeah. Hi, Lord. <laughs> 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 well, speaking banana. of food, let me ask you this. Do you, when you go on stage, I mean, you guys are professionals. You've done it for a long time, all of you. Right. Do you have any rituals like where you have to eat before a show or you can't eat before a show? Or do you still get like nervous before gigs and stuff? Like, or are you just past those, that point? I'm 70 years old. I've done this for 55 years. I still get that little twinge, that, that little. You know, like before show poop. To, yeah, want want to want to get want to get up there. You get that little excitement. Excitement. And right. I don't eat before. Oh I, no. No, I can't. Uh, you'll poop well, on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, blowing harmonica, you don't want to anyway. Yeah, that, it's a little fresh, too yeah, much pressure yeah. there, you know. But uh, that's about all. But uh, yeah, I still I still get that little surge of energy. Oh and, yeah. Let's go, what guys. about you two? You, know? you, know, you get nervous. I don't, I don't at think all? I have any particular rituals. I mean, I'll whether I eat or not, or you know, I don't. There's not a, anything specific. I do like certain things to be in order. I guess like everything set up properly or whatever. Um, you know, because some when something does go wrong, like you know, with the sound or something like that, that really can throw the whole it performance does. off. It does. I mean, that creates a lot of uh, havoc. Um, but other than that, you know, no, I don't have any particular rituals. I like to show up at least an hour and a half before a gig. I want everything laid out and set up by 45 minutes at the latest before the gig, so I have time to sit down and have a whiskey. Yeah. Mm, smart. That's, I just, you know. Yeah, he, he has that nerves. routine. Yeah, but uh, it, it does, it takes a lot of compression. You know, that's, I got to be careful, though, not to have <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's. <laughs> You won't be getting in that zone if he has more than one whiskey. Yeah. Is that yes. what you're saying? Well, a good rule of thumb is like a two finger, two finger whiskey. You know, one at one one percent. Yep. Done. Yep. I can relate to that because uh, back pre uh, COVID and stuff, I uh, I, do, I did stand up comedy a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the first couple of times that I went to do that was like, uh, man, the pressure. You know, yeah. like like you guys were well, talking about. Well, that's way harder. Like that's a it lot is, more yeah. difficult than yeah. Than that's what, way what, harder than what we do. I'll tell you that. Like, no, I mean, oh, yeah. no, it's point, the same. Oh, uh, at this point, I mean, as far as I have absolutely zero fear of getting up there while they can see me, or I, I'm like, I'm always yeah. gonna be good. At, at this point, I know. Look, yeah, stand up comedy I, I is something. I screwed is, one thing up, but I got it on the next one. That's uh, that. Right that's up, hard. Stand up comedy. I don't know. I couldn't do that. Man, I mean, I I would imagine either one is hard. Yeah. I think the difference might be that as a stand up comedian, it's almost like you're naked, like you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's you. You have to command the whole audience by yourself yeah. with no instruments but a microphone. I got that. So yeah, you guys have each other. Like you yeah, said, you have, you have each other going on in order, order yeah. to, you know, distract the. Up, I'll just stop playing and then look. Cody, tell us a up. joke. <laughs> tell you guys a joke. Tell, tell us a joke. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, me and my wife, we've been together for a, a long time, uh, ten years. You know, and after that amount of time. Maybe people think uh, things start to kind of go downhill in the bedroom department, but not with me and my wife. The other day, I come home, and she's laid on her bed on her stomach, and she's she's just got her butt poked out. Like, she's nude. And I didn't know what to do. I was shocked. I was like, I, I took my hand like this in a karate chop motion, and I, I slid it right betwixt her butt crack. I said, <laughs> will that be debit or credit? Oh. <laughs> you know what she said? She said, EBT, because you're going to be eating booty tonight. 
I told her though, guys, I'm like, I'm a vagetarian. I don't, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, he's gonna start beating his horse, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's great. I could, nice. Thank Very you. Nice. Thank nice. you. I got some bits. I like it. Thank you. Routines. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's yeah. what we that's what the thing that, that we're we're trying to incorporate that a little bit more into into our performances is, you know, like that banner. Like we were never really that we kind of were just like the stupid banner that Randy and I would do. Um, normally, like he breaks a lot of. He's a very aggressive player, so he breaks mm-hmm. up a lot of strings, and I would always start goofing off, you know, goofing on him for that. So, but now it's you know you, you know because we, when I see actual musicians play, you know they have that stage banner like refined in a way that's like. But if you see them again, they they say the same story. Or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, like, it's rehearsed. Yeah. It's rehearsed. You see yeah. it a lot with like bigger shows too. Yeah. You'll see, yeah. you know, every band comes out and it's like. What's up, Gastonia? Yeah. You know, oh, this is the best crowd we've ever had. And the very next right. night, like, what's up, Greenville? You guys are the best crowd we've ever had. Right. Like, every yeah. night, it's the same thing. Yeah, I, I, gotta, mean, I, I gotta call it out though, Pedro. You said actual musicians. You guys are actual musicians. Yeah. Well, these yeah. guys are. I don't know. No. Oh, come on, <laughs> dude. You can't sell yourself I, short, they, man. They they make us right, the rest so, of us go look so good. That's none good. of us do this professionally. Well, semi amateurously. Uh, yeah. I beg, I beg yeah. to differ. I figure that as, as yeah, long we're getting as you guys paid for it. Yeah, it, yeah, you're getting paid for it. You've been doing it long enough. I mean, I'd say you're professional. Yeah, that's professional. All right, and, and not that this isn't our career, put it that way. At least, no, I mean, that's, fair that's, enough. I mean, this isn't my career. It's uh, this is this is a it's, passion. This is something I freaking love doing. It's passion. Yeah. That's just it. I mean, that that might be my favorite thing about what we're doing with the rooster is getting to spend all this time with people who feel that way mm-hmm. and right. to, like you, you go out into the professional world. Yeah, you're you're. I mean, no offense to anybody, but you're just, just mostly stiffs. You know, yep. you just there's not a lot of personality there. There's lawyers, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's HR departments everywhere you go, and and no one can just like. You know, you don't get an opportunity to have conversations the way that we have them here on the show, right? And talk about all of these things that are way more important than turning in your TPS report at the end of the week. You know what uh, I mean? Like, that right. Did you put the cover on that? We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the special live performance of the song "Get Paid" by Bruised Rhino from our Corkboard Sessions.
So you guys started out as a cover band, and now you have some original tunes, a couple of original tunes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, what What were some of your favorite songs to cover? Well, the you know I don't know if you guys have you know read the what we had submitted the the bio or whatever, but we Randy and I were in a different band together before Booze Rhino, and that band kind of imploded on New Year's. We played this <laughs> biggest show that we had. And like, I'll be honest with you, probably our best show we ever. Yeah, the played. best show that we ever the had, and then was after, incredible. Incredible. Yeah, we had a sax player, and we played basically. Um, it was all. It was like R and B and soul, soul music, like Otis yeah. Redding and yeah, but we oh, Sam yeah. Cooke. Like going at the same time, and then a saxophone. I mean, it was just such an odd pairing. James had, Brown, uh, that kind of stuff. We had a guy playing percussion. Uh, yeah, you know, things like that. Non-standard. It was killer. So, anyways, that that group imploded, and they were like, "Oh, what are we gonna do now?" So, out of necessity, we were like, "All right, we want to keep on playing music," and we just decided to, uh, you know, continue on with the project. But no singer, right? So yeah. I had to go start singing. Not not out of any particular desire to be out there in front. Yeah, but dude, but, you kind of kill it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'll be honest with you, Pedro. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, got, I, I know my wife and all her little girlfriends are all about the Pedro singing. Yeah, you do have a good voice, Pedro. Yeah, I, I, I mean, appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm getting the vibe that you don't think you do, but you do. It's it's the thing is I guess the the whole imposter syndrome you know like like I like always think it's like ah it's whatever you know like I'm always I'm very very hard on myself like when it comes to the you know (laughs) back to the banana conversation exactly man (laughs) no well I mean I remember you telling me when we spoke last yeah about you were very introverted you. You even said that it never occurred to you to like never, get together and play ever. with other people. Never. That you played in your room a lot by yourself. Yeah. So I, I can I could totally see where you would have some trepidation about you know getting out in front of people and singing. But yeah, you sound so good. You know, right? That's yeah. it's know, it's something that's hard for not? me to even understand myself because it's something like for so long and even going back, I was never like like my parents aren't musical or anything like like. I just kind of got into music, like by happenstance, just to hang out with my friends. Like there was yeah. a buddy of mine who was like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna go into a guitar class. You want to come with me?" I was like, "Oh, sure, whatever." You know, we got into that guitar. I didn't know how to do anything. I was like 15 or 16 years old, and then he started playing, and he was really good. This guy, this guy named Peter John Hugh, and he was phenomenal. I mean, he didn't know anything, but he his he took off like this, and we started playing like the Beatles, James Taylor. Cream, you know, oh. like we started playing those that type of music, Good and dance. by and Zeppelin and what, but by like within a year, he had already been arranged like the string arrangements on like the rain song. He had already done it on the keyboard and put it on the computer, and then he would play it in the alternate tune. So he was like really, really good. It took a lot for me to just keep up with him, right? Um, and it was just like let's hang out and play guitar, you know. That was that was that's how exactly how it worked out, but. You know, thinking back, I was like, oh, I'm, I wasn't really that into music. <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just so wanted you, to hang out with fell, my boys. Yeah, you, know? you fell in love with it as a result of, of community, basically. Yeah, just hanging out with, yeah. with my with my friends and stuff like that. My buddy across the street was a drummer, and then he got me into, like, you know, playing drums and stuff like that a little bit, um, like Rudiments, and he was on Drumline, but he was, you know, the real good drummer. And, um, you know, that's how I got it's, into it's, it. It's starting to sound like 
music called you. Like you didn't yeah. Yeah. go searching for music. Music kind of sought you out. Yeah, and now now it's yeah, it's something that I can't not do. Like it's impossible for me to like function. You can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. How'd well, you get ju- started on the strings, Randy? Well, uh, that's just it. I, I'm happy to say, but you know, I just tell you, this guy, you have no idea. Like he's sitting here downplaying it, but he's he's a musical genius. I mean, he's he's written. I want to say that. Dude, how many songs have you written? Yeah, you've written what like. Two dozen songs, and or they're all that, but yeah. they're all great. Well, I appreciate like you've that. You've got the songwriter thing down, and it's just, man, and it's just that hidden talent that you shot. You're in like three different bands. You're <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty wild. You, you overflow with the stuff. Like you don't understand how much you, you, the singing thing. You 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 challenge yourself, but at the same time, you know me. <laughs> you know, the singing is not we let him sing every once in a while <laughs> but you know what those songs I do sing yeah. you're the reason I do it because you're like no dude I tell you anyone can sing it's yeah I believe that 100% all the, well, I, can't I do don't believe that Cuban accent but you know listen <laughs> Poppy <laughs> Bobby, go ahead and do it. Sounds hey, like high, man, high praise I, I needed uh, I needed to hear that because um as a, a fellow musician, I I have a couple of songs that I've written, but the song writing because I have one that's like a in memory of my my grandpa, right. and I've had the hardest time writing anything else because I'm like, well, this is the epitome of my writing. It was the one, you know what I mean? Because that's right. how much my grandpa meant to me, and all. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so sure. so it's di- it's difficult for me to write songs. You know, I'll get I'll get on the keys and do some melodies, and it's always with me melody first, and then the lyrics. Right. I can't. I can't. Who are you playing with? Myself. There's, there's <laughs> there you go. But that's but that you're, you plateau, dude. Get get someone that's, else because you need someone else that's going to come and challenge you and wipe your ass up. Yeah. Well, I uh, James. From World Tauntering, I'm wearing the World Tauntering Day shirt. He was on our uh, uh, last, ep- well, most recent episode, and he was on season one. So I, I played with James, uh, you know, a few yeah. times. James is so, holding the same thing, by the way, yeah, and, yeah. and he's challenging. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask Joe, you know, you know uh, was there even music when you, or like, did you start music, or was there music back then? How did you get into music? That was an old joke. It didn't, back, land, back, back. Yeah. It didn't land very well. Oh. Back, back before radio. On, they used to beat on rocks and people were to get out there. Good clink. Good. No. I, I, Did you invent the harmonica? No. I, I, I was around. Uh, no, uh, my, my dad owned his own business, and uh, my mom worked for him. So there was a black lady. That kept me during the day. Her name was Cleora Turner from Greenwood, South Carolina. Loved her to death. And she was a gospel singer. And she sang to me all the time. And that's where I fell in love with music. Man. We used to walk. I I remember walking to the little store and going over this little bridge over these tracks. And we would sing Cross Over the Bridge. It just oh just super soul it, it, People ride by and look at us like we was crazy because we just going, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the look on Joe's face right now, said, I mean, you just became a five year old kid right in yeah. front of me. The oh, way yeah. it's almost like your face transformed, taking yourself back to that time. I love that. Yeah, yeah dude. I, but I, that that's a very vivid memory. Memory, and I, that's where my love for music came. Yeah, and then when I heard the drums in uh, the marching bands and parades and stuff. I said, that's what I want to do. Awesome. And that's how, when I uh, turned 13, I got my first set of drums. I was already in the junior high band. Did, and were your parents supportive of it? Absolutely. My awesome. father passed away when I was uh, 11. And my mother 
bought me my first set of drums, and I had them set up in the dining room, and she would sit in the next room in the kitchen and watch me. And I had a stereo in there, and I'd turn on the stereo, and I'd play with every record I could, I could get my hands on. And she sat in there and just listened and loved it. That's, that's I know great. I drove her crazy, but she, uh, <laughs> but she, she, she loved it. She always supported me. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm yeah. gonna drive this old man thing home. So, what was popular back then? What records were you listening to? Oh, what was on wax? Yeah. <laughs> the first band I played in, we had three guitar players and me on drums. Three we guitar did, players. We did Wipeout. <laughs> Doesn't sound much different. We did Wipeout. Okay. We did uh, Walk Don't Run and Pipeline. And that was our three big songs. Do, do you ever still do those songs just for fun? No. No, <laughs> no we haven't. No, I, I, I played Wipeout for a year and a half. I never played again after Walk Don't Run. Well, I want to know, like, individually, who your favorite artist is of all time. Well, you'd start with him because we know the answer the to dead. that. Yeah, the dead, right? You say fish. <laughs> after, all, after all that Grateful Dead love, if you say fish, I'm gonna have to. Smash. Neil Sedaka. <laughs> um, favorite of all time, probably Django Reinhardt. That's uh, just, I mean, honestly, because he, he, everything else that I listen to stems from him. I mean, okay. all, all, all of the the, the 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 crazy rhythms and beats and yeah. the whole exploratory nature of everything. I mean, that's just pure Django. You know, Jerry Garcia, uh, Trey. I mean, they're all. Uh, it yeah, all it's comes down to that. It really if. I read one time that they, uh, what was it, Grateful Dead tricking people into uh, to listening to jazz since 1962 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, exactly. and if you think about yeah. it, it's exactly right. it's like it is jazz because we, you know, we that's what we do uh, that Grateful Dead thing on Tuesdays and and uh, you know you're playing over these changes and you're like oh wait a minute we're playing all these different you know like modes and scales and enclosures like oh this is this is. This is jazz. This is not, you know, yeah. it's it is jazz on you know popular standards, but that's what jazz is, you know. Would that make, would that make the the Dead one of the first bands to do fusion music? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you uh, could argue that yeah. it's definitely becoming I mean, like at least uh, introduced into the popular culture or popular culture. Yeah, the uh, Marsalis <laughs> plays with them too, and he's he was oh. always. Uh, I, I caught one of those. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for Pink Floyd, but they really didn't get popular till after. Yeah, they didn't get popular till the seventies. Yeah, well, and honestly, I think Floyd's influence was more on the uh, the cinematography and the, the blending of the the, the music and the, and the movies together. I mean, the walls. Yeah, yeah. Did what really launched that for everybody in my mind, which isn't even close to their best album. No, no, it's, but 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 it, but it was a, a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. For sure. But favorite artist spot, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I, I don't really know. <laughs> but, I, I can relate, man. I'm a yeah. music junkie, too. Right now, honestly, Billy Strings is my new thing. I mean, that's where oh, I'm man. at. Oh, I man. Mean, I'm all back to Billy Strings. Dust in a Baggie is my oh, favorite song by, oh, uh, by some strings. The, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. I'm going to totally blank out on it. But no, it's not Dust in a Baggie. There's another one. It's all Phrygian. It's <laughs> it's heavy metal on bluegrass. Oh yeah, it really so is, man. Good. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Pedro, you got a favorite? Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've always been into like I've gone through stages, whatever. Like in the beginning, before I got into playing music, I was like, you know, from from Miami, so it was all bass, you know, like literally like that type of music, and that's all I listened to in the beginning. Ace you know, of bass. Yeah, not not even that. It was just like, you know, like 
two live crew, what whatever. When we'd be on the Baby bus, and don't hurt me. We would be listening to that kind of stuff, and then eventually, I that's I discovered like classic rock. Like I didn't even know what it was, and I I heard I think it was. Uh, Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator. And I heard, I was like, oh, I like that sound. Like, I couldn't, I, I didn't know what classic rock was. Yeah. Like, it, like, so I, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, I was like, oh, I like that kind of sounds. And then that led me into Zeppelin, you know, and then that led me back into, you know, like the 60s, 70s stuff. The, so basically, like, when that, when it hit to the Beatles and then Dylan and that kind of stuff, they stayed there, like, by two fence posts. Yeah. And then deeper, when I went deeper, you know, it was all the blues. Skip James, all like Delta blues, Piedmont, you know, all, all that. St- all subgenres of the blues. Yeah, for years, that's all I played. And then in you know, the Chicago blues stuff, and me and my buddies would get together and, you know, work that stuff out. So it was like that for, for a long time. But um, for songwriting, I guess, you know, Beatles and, and Dylan, you know, lyrically, harmonically. And Joe, Joe, got a favorite? Uh go way back. The probably my biggest influence starting James Brown. Hey now. Oh yeah. Uh, I, in Motown, uh, that's what I was raised on. Back back in those days, we called it soul music. Now it's beach music. No, it's so uh, no, it's, it's soul. soul. Yeah, it's, it's soul. soul. It's still soul, baby. It's still soul. It, it, that's what I. Still that's soul. What I, I was raised on. And uh, the Beatles come along, of course, that influenced everything, too, you know. And then the other genres of music started rock and roll. I guess uh, the Beatles probably after, it's kind of a strange combination, but, you know, that type of music is what grabbed me for a while. Well, and, and a lot of those influences that you guys mentioned definitely come through in your music. I'm wondering if you can let our audience know where to find more of Bruised Rhino. Right. Yeah, yeah let's, let's plug away. Uh, tell, tell our audience where to find you, right now, and we'll uh, have some fun. Yeah, right now on Facebook, uh, Bruised Rhino. Uh, it's, uh, I'm fairly certain we're the only Bruised Rhino on Facebook. Right. Yeah, if you... Uh, uh, yeah. We're, we're not the most technologically like oriented people, so we like we to say the uh, we've neglected that part of the business. Time. I don't have time. Or like need yeah, the social media man. Yeah, the social media stuff is, is something that we should be concentrating. I mean, we we do play surprisingly a lot of shows for not having a lot of social media presence. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad thing though, man. Well, I mean, social. Thing, but imagine if we turned our mind to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, imagine if we actually. <laughs> You know, did what we were supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, but I think we're with, you know, with Dusty um, in his home studio. He has, a, you know, quite a bit of equipment. Uh, we're going to get these three songs together, and hopefully by the end of the year, I would think. Maybe put an EP out? Well, pre- That's the plan, yeah. Pre-COVID, our, our, our goal was, at least I think it was around this time, what was it, before last year, and I remember in practice, I said, I want to play a festival. That's my goal. I want us to be in a festival doesn't have to be the hugest festival in the world, but it's, I mean, it's got, I mean, I don't want to, I want a decent sized festival. We did a back, we did a backyard festival. We did, we did a backyard festival. We did. We did float fest, which is awesome. We did float fest. That's the best. times, and I mean, I love playing those things, but I mean, that's, that's my goal personally as a band. That's what I want to suggest we do. I think we've got the right sound. We've got the right 
songs. It's just, you know, honestly, COVID hit and that kind of put me. Uh, I, I can tell you. play a festival when there ain't no festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> once, once, once this vaccine's widespread and, and things start to open again, th- there will be no lack of opportunity. Especially at the rooster. Yeah, especially yeah, at the right rooster. On. Oh, right on. Fellas, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank we you. really appreciate your time, and, and we've had a blast. I will say let's have some more fun if yeah. you guys want to oh, yeah, absolutely. play a couple for songs. Sure. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you guys on the court board session. Stay tuned for some more Bruised Rhino. All right. All right.